Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm looking forward to our discussion today because we're going to be talking about something that I think so many couples struggle with, and I've worked with multiple couples where this is the case, where their sexual intimacy, after somebody discovers addiction, it gets either completely destroyed or is very, very damaged. And so that's one of the aspects of the healing process is to learn how to reintegrate that part of the relationship when the time feels right. And sometimes people aren't quite sure what to do in terms of how to rebuild that part of the relationship. And if they can feel like the timing isn't right yet, they're not even sure what pieces need to be in place in order for them to feel like they're working towards that. And so I think one of the ways or one of the areas that many couples get stuck is that sometimes the wife feels reluctant to be affectionate at all for fear that it will lead to intimacy. And this is what I want to spend our time talking about today is how can you navigate those moments when she feels reluctant to be, to be affectionate or have any kind of like close contact because she doesn't want that to lead to intimacy because of some fears that she has. I think some of the common fears that many women have is that if they do reintegrate intimacy back into the relationship, one of their fears is that then the husband will just stop doing what he's doing. He'll stop working on things. He'll think that everything's back to normal, that she's all better, that they can't continue to have discussions where if she's having a hard time, she doesn't want to think like, okay, well, if we're intimate, he's going to think that, we're, that I'm over it. Therefore, I'm going to be on my own when I'm having a hard day. So there's a lot of reluctance around that idea. And I think that's a very understandable hesitation that she has. If she thinks, okay, if we reintegrate this, we're going to be back to normal, but I don't still, I still don't feel like we're back to normal. I still don't feel completely safe. I still don't feel like I, I, I can be close to him and let my wall down permanently. And so I want to talk about this, this reservation that so many women have. And again, the, the lack of uh, openness to even integrate affection back in because of it. Now, I think this is difficult for both people because so often husbands can experience and get a sense of feeling loved and accepted through touch. And then for so many women, they, some, they, they can also experience a sense of acceptance and love and, and connection through touch. But when addiction is discovered and there's betrayal there, so often women put a wall up and don't want to get close because touch or intimacy or sex is the reason why they're hurting. And there's so much deception and lies and sometimes there's a lot of pressure or manipulation around sex. So the whole thing just becomes a source of pain for them. So the wall goes up and they don't even want to entertain the idea. And the idea of integrating that back into the relationship causes a lot of stress and anxiety. So it's important to recognize that because there's damage done in this area, it can take some time for this to get reintegrated back into the relationship. I've worked with many partners where they say, I want this. I want to be able to work towards that, but I'm not there yet. And even those little bits of explanation can go a long way for the husband because so often if the husband feels like, okay, we're stuck, we haven't made any progress, there hasn't been any intimacy in, in a while, whether it's weeks or months, 
and they want to be able to connect with their wife in that way because, again, that's a source of feeling connected for, for many men. That's how they can feel a sense of them being loved by their partner. And so there's a couple of things to consider as you guys are, as you're working through this particular challenge. Number one, it's important to recognize that we do not want to attach any negative feelings to intimacy or sex. It's so important that we don't attach any pressure or anxiety, or there isn't this negative feeling associated with that. Because when there is, then that is such a big barrier to people being able to be present and in the moment and enjoy it. If they're worried about what's going to happen afterwards, or if they're worried about triggers happening either before or during or after, their mind isn't there. And so without that sense of presence and without the, the, the spouse or the wife being uh, in the moment, if she's protecting herself in the moment, then he can feel that there's a disconnect there. And if she's protecting herself, then she's not able to be in a place where she can feel close and connect with him in that way. And so it's important to recognize that intimacy is oftentimes one of the things that's integrated back into the relationship later on. In order for women to feel safe or comfortable enough to be intimate, there needs to be a degree of safety. And in other words, another word for safety is there needs to be a baseline of them feeling close to their partner, close to their husband. There needs to be understanding and compassion and feeling connected outside of the bedroom in order for them to feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable, to be intimate with their husband. And so I think a lot of times husbands want to speed up the process because it's important to them. It's, it's an important way for them to connect with their spouse. Therefore, it's an important part of the relationship. So often husbands don't understand that when they do that, they're actually slowing the process down because the more pressure they add, even if it's unintentional, the more, their wall, the, the, more the wife's walls go up because she doesn't feel like she is, again, I've worked with many women where they feel like sex is the only thing that their husband cares about and there's a lot of pressure put on it. So it makes them feel like they don't really matter as a person. All they want from, all their husband wants from them is to have sex. And if that's happening, then nothing else matters. Like they, their, their opinions, their feelings, their voice, their, their, percep- their perspectives on things like who they are doesn't really matter as long as they're willing to be intimate with their husband. And I think that it's important to recognize that the pressure, like that's the thing that sends the message to the wife, that that's how she takes it. So many men that I work with, that's not true. They love their wife. They do care about them. Their actions in the addiction don't reflect that. But as they do their work to overcome this problem and learn how to connect with their spouse in a way that they need it, they're then able to build the relationship into an even stronger place than oftentimes it's ever been. And so understanding that sexual intimacy, while it's an important part of the relationship, it's not where we start. Because if that is what takes precedence in, in the mind of the husband and thinking like, we need to get this back in place. Or if this isn't back in place, then I'm gonna continue to struggle in the addiction. That's not where we wanna, that's not where we wanna start, number one. Number two, that's not actually even true. Because we don't want any husband that I work with, I don't want him to feel like he needs his wife to be intimate with him in order for him to avoid the addiction. That, if that's the case and if that's how he feels, 
then that's a very fragile strategy to fight against temptation that he feels. And the second thought that I have is that it's, it's, it's a misguided, it's a misunderstanding because we don't want to have to rely on some external thing to prevent him from slipping back into the addiction. We want him to have the tools and the skills and the habits in place to handle his temptations or handle the triggers or anything that happens for him. We want him to be able to handle that without needing sex from his wife. Because if he feels like, well, I need sex to stay away from the addiction, I think sometimes then that can just be a way that they're coping with what's going on. And the goal when I work with couples isn't for them to find a, a, a coping strategy that negatively affects their spouse. We want them to develop coping strategies that are healthy, that don't have negative consequences, that empower him, not make him have to rely on intimacy with his wife. Now, again, intimacy is an important part of the relationship, but we want that to be something that enhances the marriage, not something that must be in place so he doesn't slip. There's a different energy there. And when that's the energy that's driving these sexual interactions, that's when it often feels like it's not enough. I've worked with many women where it feels like they, they, they'll say, it doesn't matter how often we have sex, he's always wanting more. It's never enough, he's never satisfied. And that often is a reflection of the motivation as to why he's seeking it. Sometimes men seek sex for reassurance that the relationship is in a good place. They often think, okay, well, if my wife is willing to be intimate with me, that means we're in a good place. So there's a sense of anxiety that drives that of like, I feel unsettled. I feel like we're not okay. So they push for sex as a way to feel like they are okay. There's other ways to get the reassurance that they need that their relationship is okay without it needing to be intimacy. And the more you can find these ways to do that, whether it's through connecting, whether it's through having these conversations, you can directly ask, hey, I feel like we're not in a good place. How do you feel? I feel disconnected from you. I feel like there's distance here. Or I feel like you might be upset with me. I'm not sure what's going on. I just, I wanna make sure things are copacetic with us and that we're in a good place together. I think being able to address things in that way will help you to resolve the reason why things might not be in place. So if the husband starts to feel anxious, like we're not in a good place and they start to then initiate sex or use that as a means to get reassurance, you're not actually dealing with the reason why they feel that in the first place. So I think, again, it's such a it's such a touchy subject because there's so much that's involved with it. And so I kind of want to isolate or rather like, uh, I, I guess I want to dial in the discussion more specifically now on this idea that if she feels reservations to be intimate because of the fear of where it will lead, it's important to be clear and understand that that is a reflection of a lack of either connection in the relationship, a lack of safety, or the fear that things will then spiral downward and that the work and the progress will stop. Kind of what I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, so many women fear, okay, if we're intimate, he's gonna think everything's all good. And if he thinks everything's all good, that means he's gonna let up off the gas in terms of his efforts to try to make sure that I'm important, 
Try to make sure that he's doing his work. Try to make sure that he's being consistent. And so there's two things that I want to address here. One, on his, one is on her side and one is on his side. It's important to recognize, uh, maybe, maybe I'll start with her. So speaking to her, I completely understand the fear of things falling back into inconsistency and a lack of full effort and engagement and presence in the relationship. And so if that is your concern, again, it's understandable and legitimate. The thing that I want to speak to is that it's not the distance. It's not the wall that inspires somebody to take action. If your protection is up and your wall is up and you feel guarded, that's not the thing that motivates the husband to say, well, I, you know, this really makes me feel close to her. So I want to keep like, I want to do well because she's so protected. It's not, it's, it's not the protection that inspires the action. I think for so many men, what inspires the action is feeling like they're number one, making progress. And number two, feeling like their efforts are actually working. Because once there's a baseline level of understanding, if he understands how you've been affected by the addiction and he knows that you've been hurt by this and he truly does want to change, it's not your continued protection that inspires that. It's, that's not what sustains his ability to change. The thing that will sustain his ability to be consistent is again, him feeling like you're making pro- that you guys are making progress together. And number two, truly wanting the relationship to improve because the less protected that you are, the more open that you are, the closer he actually feels to you. And the closer he feels to you, the more fulfilling the relationship is and the more love that he can feel for you and from you. And the more fun there is in the relationship, the more excitement, the more passion, the more closeness, the more trust, All of this is a result of him being able to do the work to create safety for you so you can bring the wall down. I always tell clients that her wall is up in proportion to how safe she feels. So if she doesn't feel safe, the wall stays very high. When she feels safe and feels like he's doing his work to protect her. That's maybe another way to put this. If he is doing his work to protect her and the relationship from the addiction, from interfering, then the wall can come down because there's safety there. And I guess, again, another word for safety is she'll feel close. She feels confident in the relationship. She feels confident in him. She feels like the bond between him and her are growing or is growing. And so I understand why, again, speaking to the women, I understand why there's this concern of if I let my guard down or if I let him back in more fully, he thinks we've made it, therefore he's going to stop because maybe that's what's happened in the past. Maybe that's exactly how things have played out and you don't want that to happen anymore. I think once, once husbands get the tools and know what to do, I think oftentimes that's really a big part of the reason why the efforts can be inconsistent. If they feel like they're making progress or if, if, if the issues actually aren't fully resolved, that's usually more of what the case is. 
if issues are not actually resolved and they're just being kind of swept under the rug, and if they're not glaring, then he can start to think like, oh, we're, we're doing better. We're fighting less. We're not getting into these like heated discussions. We're getting along better. Well, we must be doing better. All the while, the wife sometimes holds her pain in because without him knowing how to respond to her pain in an effective way, it just does cause a fight. And so she learns like this isn't helpful. So every time I bring this up, it just causes another problem. And I don't want to keep fighting and I don't want to keep begging him to have these discussions with me. So they keep all of the stuff in. And so they just kind of pull back and emotionally disconnect. And so again, to summarize all of this, it's not, the, it's not your protection that sustains his consistency. It's him understanding what to do. Number two, it's him understanding truly the effect that the addiction is having on you. Because once he can truly internalize the pain that you feel, it elicits a sense of compassion, which then he needs the tools necessary to follow through on making changes. Because if he doesn't know how to be there for you, if he doesn't know how to create safety, if he doesn't know how to build the emotional relationship with you, he's not going to be able to do it intentionally. And if he can't do it intentionally, he's not going to be able to be consistent. So the more he knows about how to be there for you, the more tools he has and understanding about the process of healing. And the more he understands deeply how you've been affected by this, these are the things. And then again, I guess the last piece to this is as you guys are making progress, he feels more fulfilled with you when the wall is down because he can connect with you. Again, I understand why the wall is there and it's important that that your spouse or your husband or your partner recognizes that the wall is there because you don't feel safe. So when he learns how to create that for you, you can bring the wall down because the intention of the wall is to protect yourself. But if he's the one who's helping support you in this and he's creating this protection for you against the addiction from interfering with the relationship, now you don't have to protect yourself. Now you can let your wall down and let your guard down, which again creates that level of fulfillment. So him understanding those things, having the tools necessary to be consistent, when you guys are making progress, I remember working with somebody where that was her fear and she shared that with her husband and he responded and said, if I feel like we're getting even closer, I'm going to feel even more motivated and inspired and want to keep doing these actions because it's, it's, it's actually working. He said that he gets discouraged when it feels like he's doing everything he can, but then the relationship doesn't feel like it's being built. He thinks, man, this isn't working. I'm getting, I'm really putting in my effort and my attention and my focus on this. But for some reason, we're not making progress. Then he gets discouraged and then he starts to try less because it feels like it's not working. The opposite is also true. The more he feels like the efforts are working, the more motivated, the more consistent he can be because he wants the benefit of feeling close to you which is to feel fulfilled, to feel loved, to feel accepted. When we are connected with our, with our partner, there's nothing better than that. And so I think him being able to hear and understand all of that can help him recognize that being able to take the actions necessary to provide that safety will allow you to bring your wall down. And the more you do that and he feels close to you, that's a big part of what's going to sustain that motivation. So it isn't the wall. It's actually the progress and knowing how to sustain that by, by understanding the tools. So the last thing that I'll say to her, so speaking again to the women, 
if you feel this fear of being affectionate, if you feel like, no, we're, we're, we're starting to make progress, we're getting into a better place, yeah, I would like to hold hands or I would like to kiss or I would like to cuddle, but I don't want this to lead to intimacy. I think the way that you can handle that effectively is to share with him how you feel and tell him clearly, hey, this is where I am right now. I would like to start to integrate some more affection back into the relationship. I like feeling close to you. My fear is that if we do this, it's going to lead to intimacy and I'm not quite ready for that yet. And share with him why. Help him understand your fears or your reservations. Because the more you can share with him vulnerably about what's going on for you, he'll be able to, vulnerability create, when somebody's vulnerable, it's them sharing in the clearest terms possible the reservations that you have and the fears that are there, which then helps the husband, or if the husband is sharing, it helps the wife, it helps your partner understand where you are and why you're there, which then gives him some feedback to know how to support you. So I would encourage you to share with him that that's your fear, that you don't want things to fall back into this old place and that you don't want it to feel like now everything is swept under the rug and that you're not hurt anymore. You can share with him that that's one of the main things, if that's true for you in that moment, is that's what's blocking you or whatever the fear is. And then you can have a discussion about what to do. Because ideally, we want him to respond and say, I totally understand. And I don't want you to feel pressured. Well, yes, I do want to integrate intimacy back in the relationship. I want us to take our time and I want you to feel comfortable with this. And so if you want to be the one to initiate intimacy and so we can be affectionate, but I'm going to keep it in my mind that this isn't going to go anywhere beyond affection unless you let me know, then he can have clarity as to what to expect. And then I think the more affection you integrate into the relationship and the more progress that you make, then intimacy can feel much more natural and comfortable. But I think affection oftentimes is a, is a, it is a building block towards intimacy, but you can do it at your own pace and you can do it comfortably as you have these conversations with one another. Now, speaking to him, I want to just reiterate how critical it is that there isn't any negative feelings attached to intimacy, whether it's pressure or manipulation or uh, like pity, right? If she feels guilted or guilted or pressured or uh, like if there's a negative reaction, if you were to initiate intimacy and she says, no, not tonight. And then you start to get like mopey or uh, go into this like negative energy. You know what I mean? Like there's this like pouting kind of a response that doesn't engender any sort of feeling of closeness. That's a big part of what can continue to drive her away because she doesn't feel like she has room to say, I'm not ready for that and have it not negatively affect the relationship. So I get that this is an important part of the relationship for you. And so in order for us to be able to reintegrate that back into the relationship, the key factor is to sequence it in the right order. We want to put the connection first. We want to create the kind of closeness that will naturally lead to intimacy, not the other way around. When people are farther along in the process, then the couple can start to have these discussions as to how they want to approach things. 
But in the beginning stages or before there is a sense of safety, that is the first thing that needs to be in place. And I, I think sometimes we use these words in therapy that are too vague. And I think safety can be one of them. So I, again, as I say that word, I often use that word, but I want to, with the couples that I work with, I, I more clearly define this. But when I say safety, meaning uh, synonyms for that is what I mentioned earlier. There's a sense of connection or closeness or understanding, compassion. There's a lack of pressure. There's an openness. You can feel okay. Like there's no anxiety. Those are the feelings that we want to create in the relationship. Those are then the feelings that naturally open the door for intimacy. In order for people to have a good sexual experience, there isn't anxiety. There isn't pressure. You can be fully present with one another. There's a give and take. There, like both people, it's, it's, it's mutually beneficial. It isn't something that causes damage. It isn't something that makes things worse in the relationship. It's something that enhances it. And so unless there is that emotional connection there, women's response is protect. Without emotional connection, they want to protect themselves. And the more protected and guarded she is, number one, the less fulfilling the experience is, even if she says yes. But number two, it causes even more damage when there's pressure around that, around that topic. So what we want to do is figure out, okay, what does she need then? If she needs to feel connected, what does that look like? Is that conversations? Is that sharing? Is it, trans- is it transparency or honesty or spending time? The more clarity you have about what it means for her and how to help her feel like she's important, those are the things that'll help create that foundation of, again, I'll use the word safety or again, closeness that then allow her to bring her guard down. So if you feel like things are disconnected and there's frustration there, again, it's normal to feel like, man, this is an important part of the relationship and it's not there yet. I get that, right? That's a, nor- it's a, a frustrations and a, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a normal response. Or in other words, it's a common response, but we have to be able to take that frustration and channel that to trying to understand, okay, why are we here? What's causing us to stay stuck? Because of the fr- if the frustration comes out towards your partner, and she feels that, then that's another part of what's going to push her away. Because she feels like, well, this is the only thing that you want from me. When for so many men that I work with, that's not the case, but the frustration is what sends the message. This is your priority. It's not me. It's not our relationship. All you want to do is connect with me in, in a physical way. But there's other pieces to the relationship. So if you feel some frustration there, again, I think it's a, it's a common response to feeling like, okay, we're not making progress in this area. I would invite you to try to channel that frustration, channel your attention or your energy away from frustration and towards, okay, what, does, what do we need to put in place into the relationship to make sure that we're making progress? Because I just, I want to feel better about the marriage. I just, I want to feel closer. And sure, intimacy happens. Intimacy can be reintegrated when you feel closer, but Intimacy without closeness, again, it's, it's, it's hollow. It's, it's very unfulfilling. And if you've had that experience, and I think most people have, it doesn't, it's not, like it oftentimes feels even worse. If she says yes, but she's not into it, and you can tell she doesn't want to be there, and 
it's not fulfilling for her. And it's just like, okay, let's get this over with. It feels worse for husbands. And so I think really prioritizing this, this idea of, okay, if we're not there yet, let me just try to take a step back and figure out, okay, what needs to happen? That's where I think these discussions can be so helpful as you guys are coming together and talking about, okay, well, what do we need to do then? How do I, how can I show up in the relationship that does send you the message that you do matter to me because you do. And I want to be able to show that to you in a way that you can feel most easily. And so those are some of the ways that you can start those conversations. And the more feedback that you get from her, the more you'll be able to tailor your efforts to the things that mean the most, the things that move the needle the most. And as you do that, you'll start to notice the relationship feels better, which then I think goes back to what I was saying to her. Her being able to share her fears and concerns just gives you more feedback. Uh, Let me take a step back. Her sharing her fears and concerns with you opens up the door for you to be able to support her and resolve those fears by reassurance and understanding and then helping her understand what your plan is and how you guys can tackle this together. So I'd encourage you then over this next week or two, if this is where you are in the relationship to try to figure out, okay, where, where are things off? So speaking to both of you, if you guys are feeling these hesitations or reservations or reluctance about having, uh, about reintegrating affection or intimacy, I would encourage you to have these conversations and figure out, okay, where's the block here? And the goal isn't to then have a conversation to then go be intimate. I think intimacy is just like a barometer for how well the relationship is doing. Because if couples are feeling safe and connected, intimacy naturally, much more naturally happens. But if there isn't any intimacy, I think uh, another way to look at this is a sexual problem is just a symptom. And so I hope that as you're hearing this, it's again, the, com- the goal isn't to then have this one conversation to then go be intimate tonight as much as it is intimacy can be, sexual intimacy can be a barometer for how well, like how safe do we feel? How connected do we feel? It's a symptom for all these other things. So if you're working towards reintegrating that into the relationship, depending on what stage of the process that you're in, the building blocks to be able to do that is to figure out, okay, what pieces need to be in place? In what areas do we need to connect more? How can we build a relationship outside of this area so that when the time is right, we can reintegrate that? So I hope this is helpful. I would encourage you to have these talks with one another. And if you're not at the stage yet where you're trying to reintegrate intimacy, that's perfectly fine. I would encourage you to focus anyways. It's, it's on the earlier stages of trying to connect and repair and support and provide that sense of uh, like having these conversations with one another and trying to connect with each other and resolve these hurts. That's the thing that's going to be the foundation anyways. So if you're not at the intimacy stage yet, perfectly fine. I would focus on this other piece of it which can help the relationship really stabilize and help you guys move forward feeling much more confident that change actually absolutely is possible. And the more you feel like you're making progress, then you start to actually feel it and believe that it is. And so instead of just, instead of feeling like, man, we keep hitting this wall and I don't really know what to do. So I hope this helps. I would encourage you to focus again on whatever stage you need to focus on so you can start to make that progress and take that next step forward. Look forward to speaking to you guys next week and we will talk to you soon. Take care. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.